0: just building my name okay it's time to pass that crown oh. if i call you my friend and i mean it i ain't gonna say that word too much no, no. never was a yeah, problem uh, just in general you see michael bisping podcast they broke up oh what uh um, believe you me nah what
1: yeah why what happened
0: Uh, um, i think it was they, like a
1: fallout between him and lewis or well he was
0: just kind of like lewis posted on his story he was saying how like they're just going in separate directions he's like i'm just being more of a comedian now. I'm, like, more interested in just doing comedic like shows and, and shows. Yeah, rather than doing MMA stuff. I don't even watch the fights. I just watch the Coleman and the main just for the podcast, so really. Just to talk about Yeah, he's podcast. like, and other than that, I really don't find myself watching the fights. He's like, but Michael Bisping is getting even deeper into MMA, you know, and, like, finally finding well, his he career just, He there. just
1: signed another contract with, yeah. uh, I don't know if it was with the UFC or it was with uh, ESPN. Oh, okay. No, I think it was with the UFC because um he... he he just signed a contract with BT Sport.
0: Yeah. So I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it big. Yeah. yeah. And he just started up his own YouTube channel. So I was like, I could see him like. Separate, yeah. you know? <laughs>
1: Did you see that clip that Bohachinia Depot posted on Twitter of yeah. um, Bisping, <laughs> Bisping reading his like Instagram live uh, questions and stuff? Yeah. So they were like asking him like, oh, who would you, uh, who do you think would win between uh, Mike Mike Hawk? And fucking, uh, you know, some other, <laughs> other names. Yeah. And so he's reading it because it's, you know, live questions. Yeah. And then he's like, you guys got me with that one. And he j- <laughs> he'll move
0: on to the next one, but... I don't know. He, he's
1: he's a good he's a good sport, you know. People yeah. all right,
0: dude, I like him. All right, let's kick right. it into this podcast. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Smoking From the Sidelines. It's your boy Gio right here. I'm accompanied with my good friend Kenny.
1: Yeah, and we got our mascot, Oliver. Right a little here.
0: Bane. <laughs> Ollie's gonna be Bane for Halloween. That's yeah. why we're getting him in the spirit. Right now, he's he's being born in the darkness. You know, he's he's getting molded by it right now. You merely adopted the dark.
1: I was born in it molded by it (laughs)
0: yeah i mean if i could do that that voice that bane does i'd do it right now i was molded by the darkness i don't know I it goes i was way fucking off (laughs) 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 all right let's get into this bro marvin vittoria versus paulo costa yesterday Mm a 185 fight that ended up going to 205 after all this fucking madness that happened throughout the week what it was like what was your overall thoughts about this situation and like i mean last week we were shitting on on the Vittori. We thought he was gonna lose, honestly. I wear like Costa. Costa about to come out with the dub, but Vittori looked very impressive, so I'll let you kick it off.
1: Um I mean Costa, I mean it's funny, you know, like there's fans that are like, oh weight cutting is terrible. They shouldn't weight cut. Yeah. And then there's other people who are like, ah, oh, this guy's unprofessional. He didn't even yeah. weight cut and shit like that, you know. So I mean there's there's two sides of uh of the story or whatever. But um Costa I think is just lazy. He got lazy. He didn't wanna cut weight like you know Vittori I think that's why Vittori's so angry all the time because he has to cut like, so no. much weight. Yeah, and he's like, ah, you know, yeah. fucking angry Italian and shit. But um, I mean, he went out there and did the damn thing. He got, he got cracked a couple of times. He got tested, you know. So, um, that dude has a chin. He has a block head too. I mean, yes. he, he took that that kick to the side of the head like nothing. I mean, kind of wobbled him a little bit. Kind of had him walking backwards. But for the most part, I mean, um, Vittori always just came forward. Um, it, it just showed himself he earned himself another 50k on top of his win bonus so
0: yeah.
1: i'm sure he's happy about that and uh and he gets to take 20 percent from uh costa so he he's gonna go buy himself something nice i'm pretty sure and yeah. um i mean it's a good win regardless you know of all the shit that we were talking against uh vittori i don't <laughs> like his personality yeah. but um a, a win's a win and he went out there and had a fucking slugfest with with somebody that's dangerous you know costa has some mean power and uh same thing with him. Oh big old blockhead was just taking some punches too all all night mm-hmm. and it was it was interest entertaining for us for for us uh MMA fans for sure. It was
0: it was a good. Yeah dude, one of the biggest things that I thought was interesting was like you said, Vittori is so fucking emotional and like being someone that cuts so much weight, even for them two being the biggest middleweights essentially, the ones that get up the highest right after the weigh-ins or whatever um i just found it very interesting that even then palo still looked like the much bigger man in there i i'm thinking maybe it's because of the wake up he didn't really have to cut down so much and is over here preparing to be at 185 this whole time and it feels like costa even went into this match like he already knew that he wasn't going to get down to that weight class at i all. mean
1: i seen it earlier in the week that he when he arrived he already was yeah. not going to make weight and i think that was what, like tuesday or wednesday and you're like bro I'm like do you still got like two three days to make way i don't know so it, it yeah. already showed the mentality that's like i'm not gonna
0: exactly and it made me think that maybe he was injured or something like that but man credits of a toy for me to talk so much fucking shit on him and him to come out in the end impressing me and then just like not that but not just giving an impressive performance but the whole week across like being so willing to fight no matter what weight class it was at being so down to just do it whenever like however it is you know and he was still in there pressing forward, constantly eating big shots. And like you said, but he, had, he had a head kick at one point that left him with that knot over his he head. You know G what I mean? on his head, yeah. Dog. And you know he was really feeling it. But for him to just continue, and even when he's gassed, to put out that high pace, I just thought it was like very impressive. And it was a good comeback win, especially after you get dominated five rounds by Adesanya, the champion. But, I mean, it still shows that the level is right here for them. and. Adesanya's just right here with the striking, bro. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because he made both of them look like clowns, but they had a really good fight, like, back and forth with each other.
1: Yeah. um, Vittori, I mean, I I don't know if this really shoots him up the the rankings much. Mm. Um, Maybe he just swapped spots with Costa. But, I mean, that's the thing. This fight wasn't even at
0: 185, so. Yeah. Second Uh, fight in UFC, or second card in UFC history where there's no ranked fighters on the card. It would have been... The two Marvin Vittori and Costa would have been ranked in their weight classes, but since they fought at 205, it just completely takes that off the board. So, two weeks in a row where there's two cards with no ranked fighters, but it's just building up for next week, honestly. And Vittori don't have the name like
1: Connor. So, Mm -hmm. Connor, you know, Connor moved up the rankings fighting at 170. And then he moved up the rankings at 155. Like, how, yeah. dude? You didn't even fight at 170. Like, yeah. or you didn't even fight at 155. I, I don't know. But did you see Dana after
0: the press? In the press conference. Dana was
1: giving uh, Vittori a lot of praise. You mm-hmm. know, uh, just really, really kind of talking good about him. Saying, you know, he was down for whatever, no matter. He goes, this wouldn't have happened if Vittori wasn't so, like, not compliant, but so uh, willing to to accept yes. what, no matter what weight and a time, place. You know, like. Victoria just really wanted a fight, you know? So uh, props to him.
0: And he also said that going forward, Paulo Costa
1: has to fight at 205. A yeah. light
0: heavyweight now. And I fucking agree with that, bro. Rumble Johnson used to come into the weight class, whatever weight he was, pretty much he would always be cutting like 20 fucking 30 pounds, no matter what, struggling like a motherfucker. But you would always see him at least his most to fucking make that weight class and struggle he was the one that commented on twitter too about it he was like dude that's not fair like, i would come into these shits and i would at least try my best rather than just being like like even the his pole he really played the the villain character this whole week like he he played it smoothly i hate paulo costa even more now but he <laughs> g- he gave us an interesting fight and i was really worried that his gas tank was gonna wither especially after the first second round he's already breathing heavy looking tired and for him to come out and put a showing like that, I still give him credit for it. But we can move on to the next fight now if you'd like to kick it off yourself, my boy.
1: Um yeah, we had a weird one. Uh main ended in a draw. Um, you know, uh Grant Dawson going against Ricky Glenn. I had Dawson winning by, you know, decision. You know, he was skating mm-hmm. honestly to a a easy win. And in that third round, I think he just kinda gassed himself trying yeah. to just hold down Glenn the whole time and um and Glenn uh, ended up getting himself a, a 10-8 round and mm-hmm. s- saving himself a, a loss. You I mean, they got a draw. They both kind of didn't win and both kind of didn't lose. But, um, yeah, it was a weird one. But uh, I, it was good scoring from the judges, you know. Uh, yes. I would have for sure gave that a 10-8 because Dawson was just in there just barely looking alive, it, it seemed like, you know. And maybe if Glenn was a little bit more um, aggressive, maybe was throwing a little bit more ground and pound and heavier shots, Maybe he could have gotten the ref to stop the fight, and, you know, this guy isn't protecting himself, but, um, yeah, it was already too late in the fight. I think both guys were tired, and, um, I mean, ultimately, they just, they both walk away with their show-up money, and... No win bonuses. He did
0: something really interesting. Outside. Where at the end too, Ricky Glenn is like, "Come on, like, look, he can't even get up off the floor. Like, he, tell him to get up off him by himself." I think that's what helped him get the ten eight. Yeah, I think so too. Cause because he really he, did look dazed. What did he have him in a dars or? Did no, he have him he, in a? He was just on top. He just had top position and he was running down a uh, ground and pound. And then I think at the end, oh no, no he, he did he have him a in submission. A yeah, I don't know if it
1: was a dars or if it was. Right, right, there'll be a little clip. Yeah, somewhere. I'll try to put the clip up right here for sure. Um, but I think he had him in like a dars or maybe a um, what is it a. Uh, Head and arm choke, you know, but, um, I, I don't know. Look, I mean, at the end he was just kind of like sitting there breathing and then he turned, Glenn put, look, you know, turned around and was like, Hey, you still on the ground. Yeah, he, he might've
0: been out and he still felt bad. And like, then he, yeah, he yeah. got, I mean,
1: he got up afterwards and, and kind of got himself up slowly. But, um, yeah, I mean, at, at that point I would have been like, Hey, look, I almost put him to sleep. Yep. It, it's almost similar to what happened to Ricky Simone and, um, and uh devalish willie you know back when devalish willie got put to sleep but the round was over and the fight was over but you know um who ended up winning that fight was it Marab won that fight or i you
0: fucking forgot bro it's been so long now like their their careers are just like yeah d- d- they're on totally different trajectories now but um
1: yeah i mean that was a weird weird ending to that fight but uh um, definitely um like uh, i i I accept it, you know? So yeah, me too. Right. Honestly,
0: it wasn't like a, a robbery or anything like that. Nothing it was a too good decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was glad for that. But we'll move on to the next fight. And also, really quickly, it's a little bit late. But this smoking from the sidelines. If you haven't already, go spark yourself up a joint. Get to smoking with us, too. So Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy versus Song Woo Choi. Yeah, it's, here's your UFC
1: quick finishes of the night. Yeah, um, so we'll so, just
0: go down with the, the card, and we'll just talk about the finish really so quickly.
1: We got uh, Caceres locking up that rear naked choke uh, after... uh you know, kind of taking uh, Choi's back standing, which was pretty impressive coming, kind of from behind because he. uh
0: Yeah, with that first round he almost got finished. He got dropped that big knee,
1: and then he got you know he took the illegal knee, which is I mean, it's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, regardless, it affected the fight, you know, and it affected yeah. his his way to keep going. And, Even
0: took a point from from Choi.
1: I mean, yeah, you know that that was justifiable, but um, I guess where I was going with like. Caceres was um, what's the word uh, compromised in this fight, you yes. know, and yeah, and came back to to get the win and got the finish, which was mm-hmm. which was cool, you know, and uh, did it in, in in good style and it, it was a good good quick finish. Uh, I liked it. Honestly. I like
0: Bruce Lee Roy honestly. He's like one of those guys too in the UFC that like his record doesn't really give something positive when you see it. I think he's like nineteen and twelve now or something with this win. But when you see his record, you're like, oh, okay, and he has some up and down, for career, like, fights in the UFC. His career hasn't been so positive the whole time. I mean, he's been submitted by Crone and he ended up coming back and, like, getting some wins into. But he's been on a good little streak lately, and I think he called for a higher-ranking opponent now, which I'm not mad at. I would like to see that, you know, like, why not give him someone that's, like, actually ranked now or give him a little bit of a test up because he started his own school recently, so... I don't know. I like Bush Zero. He's a cool character too. His just whole personality and the way he looks at mixed martial arts. He's just he's a mixed martial artist. He's not so much of a fan of MMA, but he's just about the game and he's like, I want to be here and be around for a very long time to come.
1: No, oh, yeah, very exciting guy. Uh, all his fights are pretty entertaining. So this was another one to add it add to it.
0: And then there was Nick Negomoriano versus Ike Villanueva.
1: Um yeah, Ike um was kind of complaining, you know, towards the end of the the stoppage, like, hey, this guy was hammering the back of my head, and then when you when you watch it back, you, yeah, there's like maybe one or two shots that landed on the back of the head after the ref was kind of pushing him away. Yeah, I mean that's neither here nor there. I mean the fight was kind of pretty much over already, but you know, um, I mean at the at the end of it, he kind of took it like you know, yeah, whatever. I got I got stopped, you know, and
0: they're heavyweights. Like yeah. when you get to this bigger weight class, a couple like are there touches? heavyweights?
1: Or I thought Ike went down to light heavyweight. Did he really? I could have sworn. Let me double check, honestly, because
0: I just, whenever I see Ike in my head, he's already immediately, like, I just yeah, think about him as a I heavyweight. I think
1: when we see him, seeing him uh, debut, he was uh, a heavyweight, because it was, like, a like a short notice, and then I knew he, he had, uh, like, tightened up his nutrition and kind of, like, Oh, yeah, it must be. On a
0: yeah, 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 it is, because he, this is probably his first fight down at 205, right? Cause
1: or second, maybe, I think, because I remember the last time I seen him out, he was, he was looking a little thinner you know
0: um oh Yay, this is the second fight you know what he came in his debut as a fucking yeah bro honestly (laughs) my shit is faded drogas honestly
1: (laughs) (laughs) but uh next quick finish was um who was it uh top of my head yep jai herbert (laughs) yeah i knew that (laughs) (laughs) uh worthy i mean uh i don't know i guess his chin is, is going for me man uh this is the second fight in a row where he looks like he just gets touched on that button and he starts to like really chicken yeah, dance, yeah. And, and it's the second fight. Literally, he went down in that fashion, that like that wobble chicken dance looking. And um, I mean, nothing, nothing flashy. Just uh, you know, a, a Jai Herbert coming through with a, with a nice three piece combination and then kind of finishing up with a nice uppercut and then just it, it was. Yeah. That was it. That was I mean, it, was that it. Ground and then that grounding pound was nasty. Those those heavy hooks that he was doing and. Yeah come where these head was just bouncing oh, yeah
0: dude once it like the finish it happened so quickly too once Kwame or got injured like or just got rocked he went out he had deer legs really quickly and then the finish jai herbert his his instinct to kill at the very end was clutch that's what he needed to do he needed to go out there and get because sometimes too you see guys go for the finish and they're a little bit reckless and and sloppy you know they go with like two two big swings or however it may be but it's just a little bit too much. Sometimes you're like, all right, bro, you need to chill out. But Jai Herbert went in for the kill and got it really cleanly, too. Another one of the quick finishes was Jeff Molina.
1: Another comeback of uh, win for the night. Um, what a
0: clean fight, man. Jeff Molina versus Daniel De da Silva. Daniel De da Silva has a shitload of first round finishes. And
1: he had him in a deep uh, arm, arm bar. Yeah. You know, so that was, he was in treacherous waters, you know, and uh, Molina just showing that he's he's a dog. And man, these, these 125ers, bro, they keep pumping out fucking. Crazier and crazier, more athletic guys,
0: you know. I love it though; they're just getting better and better. Bro,
1: they're they're showing love for the small guys, you know. Bro, though, too, (laughs) it's funny
0: though, because even when I first started watching UFC, like the small guys were like fighters that I didn't like to watch, you know, like it was like the guys that are really fast and quick. But I don't know, I didn't I didn't like it because it just wasn't so heavy hitting, and you didn't see a lot of finishers or like some crazy action. There was a lot of scrambles and a lot of crazy situations that would happen quickly, but. It just didn't have that, like, attention to me, you know? But now, I feel like it's just a new era. 135, 125, stacked. Oh, those guys stacked, are killers, bro. you know? We got Brandon Moreno as the champ, and then we're going to talk about it later on, too. But we got, like, Peter Young, Corey Sandhagen at the top of the division for 135. It's fucking insane right now.
1: Oh, it's... it's What a time to be a small guy right now.
0: <laughs> Real shit. All right, uh, we'll move on to the performance of the night. Or, sorry, fight of the night. Fight of
1: the night. Oh, Jewel wow, Young this Park was...
0: versus Gregory. This Rodriguez. was wild.
1: This was at the edge of your seat, grabbing onto your betting ticket type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, it was it was insane. Um, Gregory, I, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll let you go and start it because, I mean, I was just like, oh, 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 oh. That's pretty
0: much me, honestly. I, I thought Gregory was landing some of the bigger strikes at some points, and then, like, Park was always in it, though. Like, he would always be kind of, like, slow, dazing, and then, I don't know, would just land a big shot. And, at the like, the finishing sequence to me was just so, like, mind-blowing just because... Like, I was paying attention to the fight, but I was also like cleaning up a little bit and kind of doing stuff because it was a, the first portion of the fight, you know? That's the, funny because I was the doing the same. I was making yeah.
1: breakfast and shit, watching it. <laughs> and like, so Whoa. I look around
0: and then I'm like, I'm looking at the fight and then I'm like, oh shit, Rodriguez is about to get finished. Like, he's looking like he's getting rocked. Oh, His bro, chin's I high up was, in the air.
1: I thought it was done. I
0: thought it was done. And then out of nowhere, he just punches Park. And like, when he hits Park, he, he like, it's like the lights went off immediately. You're just like, oh boom and then he hit him again and just he was outstanding the ref had to come hug him and be like yo bro all right it's time to chill out now <laughs> what do you think about it bro um i mean Ollie, hey, i, I hey. was i was exactly the same way Oh no, he's caught up in the, the cables oh, oh there it is come on wiener <laughs> um
1: so uh i mean gregory when he got punched and he was against you know and he's kind of looking all like wobbled and shit already I'm like, I think he went, that, I think this is why they call him RoboCop, because he just went into automatic, like, you know, <laughs> autopilot mode, and it was just like, RoboCop, you know, and just literally just hit him with a couple right hands, and then Park was just like, what? Fell backwards, and literally Gregory's like, okay, he had had a drunken walk to him, walk forward, and just literally just kept throwing right hands, and like you said, it just put Park out on his feet, and Keith, Keith Peterson, you know, that's said no, not, it's a night hey, baby no more nonsense right here that's what he said yeah. honestly
0: though i'm mm-hmm. glad he finished it because f- fuck park would have been sleep sleep if oh that would have been. been
1: devastating yeah um crazy fight if you guys haven't watched it go back i yeah. guarantee you you guys will fall in love with that that fight <laughs> that yeah definitely that's save.
0: one to watch right there we'll move on to next week's card really quickly so next UFC week 267
1: if you got a espn plus yes. uh, subscription it's free you don't even gotta pay for extra. You don't even gotta pay more money to watch this. This yes. that's the beauty of it. It's like a Halloween special. Like boom, here you go.
0: But you do have to wake up fucking early to watch the card. Yeah. It starts at like seven in the morning, I believe. The prelims start. Can it's because the card.
1: You know, you know how you know, you guys know MMA fans. You guys know if it's MMA, if it's European heavy uh, card, it's damn early in the morning. So mm-hmm. get yourself a little cafecito. Right here, you know and just pull up watch the fights 7
0: 30 in the morning
1: yes sir prelims right
0: yep prelims start at 7 30 in the morning and then but i mean the card itself is actually really good if we just go through the main card really quickly let's hit some notes real yep. quick we'll main start event. off with the main event jan Blahovic versus glover to glover to getting his second shot at the title his first one was with john let's see. lost devastatingly but now he's come back he's been on a streak as of late against really high contenders and he showed himself to be someone that's still in his later ages, becoming even better and still learning and growing. So it's, like, super impressive to see him back. And same thing to say for Jan, essentially. Jan has been in the UFC for a very long time, didn't start so hot in the UFC, ended up fixing his career. And as of late, I mean, we've seen him beat Israel Asanya. We've seen him knock out Corey Anderson. We've seen him knock out Luke Rockhold. I
1: mean, if you guys don't know about Jan
0: Blachowicz,
1: take a little bit of time, go on YouTube. I'm sure there's a little yeah. timeline. You know, UFC does a little... Little segments or whatever, right? Jan was like starting like one in three,
0: some shit like that, and
1: they was getting finished and all his fights. So he was like looking at, I'm pretty sure at at a, like a at a fork in the road. Like, do I do I quit? Do I keep going? And this this motherfucker kept going and put himself a nice knockout streak, won himself the belt. Yep. Uh Now he's he's gonna defend it for the second time. Second time. I mean, I guess technically. I would count this uh, count this as his first against an actual light heavyweight. Yeah. So um, this gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see, especially like you know we got an old dog still learning new tricks. Glover, you know this this guy can can put a hurting on somebody, especially you know the, at light heavyweight. All it takes is, is
0: one punch sometimes. So um. yeah, and he's and he's impressed us his whole fucking time, dude. Even when he won the belt, like his all his fights have so far really impressed me. I'm, I'm good on him. As I say, all his fights have so far very much impressed me. Like, even the one where he won the belt over Dominic Reyes. Like, I thought he had a very clean performance then. And I think in this fight, if I was to choose and I would say, like, we're going to do our bets at the very end of this, but I will give my pick right now for this one too. I would say my pick would be Jan. I think Jan is going to be able to keep it off the uh, off the ground and have the cleaner striking between the two. And the only reason why I think this because in earlier fights, Glover can get rocked in the beginning of the fight, but a lot of times... The issue with the competitors that he's going against is they don't have a lot of takedown defense. or They're at least not so strong, and maybe not even on their ground game. Like, Tiago Santos, for example, his jiu-jitsu is not so strong. But when you go to look at a guy like Yan Yan, essentially dominated Izzy with his jujitsu and grappling. And I, although the weight classes will be different, the, the message is the same. You know, he'd still be able to defend, still be able to to take care of his own and really handle his own situation right there. So I feel like he's going to be able to land the bigger shots and maybe even get the finish on Glover. What do you think, bro? Uh
1: yeah, I got Jan um like a first round finish. I'm I'm thinking maybe oh, even shit. second second round. Jan Blahovic first second round knockout. Oh, and then with God. that, I'm going to start with the other Jan, Peter Jan. Uh this this one's close. Um my my heart's with Sanhagen. You know, if I had to choose just pure pure fan, I I choose Corey because I want to see him win the belt. But you know, money perspective, uh, I I would look at Jan. I think Jan's looking dangerous. I mean, he damn near knocked out Sterling, and he messed up by hitting him in the in the head with a yeah. knee
0: while he was down. But
1: yeah, uh, Jan, for sure, I, I got him uh, winning winning back the, the <laughs> interim.
0: Honestly, I didn't expect that for some reason. I would expect you to still choose uh. Corey. For I mean, some if, reason, I, you know?
1: if I'm looking at a, a like a pure betting, like you know what, my money's on the line. I I, I gotta go young.
0: But um, I'll be completely honest. But I, like
1: I said, I, I want to see Sanhagen win.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that completely because in my heart wants to see Sanhagen win. But at the same time, Peter Jan is such a fucking beast, bro. He's dude is so a complete good. package, dude. He can Legit. grapple.
1: He can strike. I mean, he has a chin. Yes. So and he's young. I mean, what else do you need? He's he's the. If only he spoke English, he'd be like. The next Khabib, yeah. but
0: just for smaller guys. But it's going to be such a class, too, between Styles because Izzy... Or, sorry, uh Sandhagen is so good at, like, picking him apart from the distance and, like, staying out in rage, you know? And Jan is just a heavy press forward, get in your fucking face. He's so technical, still can do whatever the fuck he wants, but it's just going to be interesting to see who can impose their game more. And the only thing I'm worried about with Sandhagen is... I mean, we've seen Dillashaw kind of go forward and do a similar kind of tactic. But I feel like Jan is the cleaner of the two. I feel like Jan will beat the shit out of Dillashaw, honestly. I don't know why, but in the future, if that match ever happens, I'd be very excited to see that, too. This is going to
1: be a fun one. Tune in, for sure. Yeah, definitely Uh, tune in.
0: This is one to fucking watch. And if you don't know Corey Sannegan already, go look at some of his knockouts recently, too. He's been on a fucking streak. And even though he had that loss to Dillashaw, he had some fucking really bright moments in there that were essentially some people would say he won the fight still and even he thinks in his head it that he was, won basically it was strongly. a close fight for yeah? sure it was a close yeah. fight
1: but um you know last fight i think we should touch on for sure is uh Makachev and Hooker this one is has i think it has fireworks written all over it mm-hmm. but you know it could be like it could be like a rinse and repeat from Makachev where he just goes down and just takes him down and holds him there yes um so i'm hoping Hooker is Is really prepared to to stuff all his takedowns and maybe when he tries to shoot in, hits him with that one knee. Like I said, because he has dangerous. Emotionally, as a fan, you know, because I like Hooker, I I would choose him. Yes, I want to see him win. Um, But Makachev is just looking dangerous, dude, and strong, and uh, we know he can punch. We know he can wrestle, so. Like I said, betting standpoint, I'd, I'd, choose, I'd choose him, too. That's a good choice,
0: to. honestly, because Makachev, he's just one of those Dagestani guys that can just wrestle fuck you this whole time. And one of the biggest things that worries me right now, especially with Dan Hooker, is that he's not able to go home and train with City Kickboxing, and all of his training is getting done over here. I mean, from his last fight at UFC with 267 or whatever... Um, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I think it was
1: 265, I think, or 266.
0: I don't remember. I don't his know. Whatever. Five, yeah. The one with Volkanovski and Ortega, when he fought Nasrat, right, he pretty much was having a very hard time to even get any training in the beginning, and then he had to come out here, and then from there, and he stayed out here. He's been out here this whole time. The UFC got him a hotel. They're going to fly in his family pretty soon, but he's been training with his wrestling coach, he said. He said he's been going around with him, getting a lot of like wrestling in this whole time. Where's he been at the PI? In Vegas, he said oh, he's or... been going to the PI, and then there's like another another gym that his coach trains at right now. I forget the name of it, but he's uh he's like his main wrestling coach. So I'm like, maybe he's getting the work in, but at the same time, you're like, dude, Makachev just has such a such a high level of wrestling and Sambo. Like the whole background in Sambo is, I feel like that's one of the strongest backgrounds that you can have other than fucking jiu-jitsu. because Sambo itself is. Grappling submissions and it is striking too. You know what I mean? So it's just we've seen these guys come out and put on these performances that that are boring in a sense, but they're just so dominating that they're boring. You know, you're like, fuck, bro. That was like, what can I just say? Rinse
1: and repeat. They you take them I mean? down, hold them down. And, yeah.
0: And if oh. you can't stop it, that's kind of your fault. I'm,
1: I'm I'm rooting for Hooker. Let's
0: hope he gets the win. But yeah, some a vicious knee or some so, shit. Let's go with our new
1: segment here with the, our. um
0: what should we call it? Our, mm, I was gonna say like a, high bets, but highest stakes. That sounds good. High, high stakes,
1: high stakes, high rewards. We should call it. I okay, maybe I don't know. We'll see. This, we'll this brainstorm. Gonna, this Give us some a, ideas, guys. Yeah, this is a hard week for betting. Yeah. Um, there's just the the favorites are just too damn favorited, and you know it. It's either it's really just like a a, a flyer like a lottery ticket night, you know. So you you want to take some shots, throw some darts at some underdogs. Hey. I'm not going to tell you not to, Mm -hmm. but this is my, my little parlay I'd put together. You know, uh, this is my little five teamer. Uh, I'd put, uh, Leron Murphy. He's on the, he's on the prelims. Uh, we got Alexander Volkov I'd put on there. Peter Jan, Pilter Jan, uh, Magomed Ankalaev. He's on the main card, early in the main card. And I'd put, uh, Jan Blahovich on that. So that five teamer would pay out, uh, it's at a, Three twenty-five plus three twenty-five odds. So let's say twenty-five dollar bet win you eighty-one thirty-three on top of your twenty-five dollars. So you know it's it's not the greatest wins, not the highest uh, rewards, but hey, you know, a little bit of, it, something. To It'll something, get you there. You know?
0: Yeah. Honestly, I was looking at my parlay. I had changed it a little bit and I was like, what was my original parlay? But whatever. I'm I'm confident in this one. Although it's a six fight parlay, I feel like they're all pretty safe choices. I'll go with my main one's going to be Jan over Glover. And then there's Subaru Tukugov. I actually really like him. I think he's going to be uh, Ricardo Ramos. Ankolaev, I feel like that's a safe bet over Volkan Ozumir. Although Ozumir is a beast and I think it's going to be a really good fight, I think Ankolaev can get the finish on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Volkov or Vomarcine Tybora. I didn't although I didn't have him in my original parlay, when I started really thinking about it, I think Volkov's gonna be able to like stick and move and keep him out of range. Tybora is really good, but at the same time, Volkov is just a little bit higher level right there. So then yep. next fight would be Islam Makachev. I actually would bet on, I feel like it's super safe bet. Like so it's three round fight. I think he's gonna wrestle fuck him the whole time, honestly. And although Hooker does have some wrestling and some grappling. There's a whole different kind of grappling. And I think Islam can, he can hold his own on the feet even then. So I think a decision, if it goes to that, be uh, Islam and then Ron Murphy versus Machwan or Makani. I didn't originally have him on my bet either. But then once you started saying it, Machwan is good, but he's been on an up and down, just his overall career has been up and down. He hasn't really gotten a lot of good training in. He says too, he barely started really focusing. And although he had to win his last time out, Ron Murphy is someone that's coming out of Cage Warriors, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a he's, he's coming out of England. Guy. Yeah, he's an English guy. He is undefeated, yeah. so
0: he's really fucking good too. And he's impressed me his last couple times out. And I think he'll be able to get the decision win at least over Mach 1, if not the finish. So yeah, I'll put him on my thing too. And then for thirty dollars, say you put down thirty on it, you get one hundred and thirty-two back. So you get a hundred bucks right there. I mean, it's it's a six bets, so it's fucking risky at the same time. But if it hits, it I hits. Th- yeah,
1: it's not it's not the. Um, the most friendliest for betters out yeah. there, but um, it's yeah. for fun. Go, go it's have for fun, fun you know? yeah. Even if you want to throw a little five dollars on it, hey, something is something. It's fun, yeah. and it makes the the fights more exciting to watch. You know, so yeah, you got a little bit of you know, got a little bit on that guy, a little bit on this guy. You're like, oh, you're a little bit more excited to see, yes. see them win. You know, and say say they get in a dangerous situation, then you're you're kind of sweating it, and then yeah. they get the win, you're just kind of like, woo. Is it's, there, it's just it's a rush, it's fun,
0: yeah, and especially if you're like, "Fuck!" but if you have they, a they get problem, if they get rocked or something you're like, <laughs> here's the number at the bottom you should do it like you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, no for other if like your guy that you have on your parlay gets rocked, you're like, holy fuck, like no, no, the nerves are even higher right there
1: and and for those of you that' know, don't know parlays, every single fighter has to win yes. for you to win money, so one you you get four out of the five or five out of the six, boom, there goes your whole bit you you lost. But if you get the six of the six or five of the five, yes. you're looking at some some nice little cheddar.
0: So say on this card, for example, if there was to be one fighter that you did have like 20 bucks, 10 bucks, just to, you know, kind of just throw out there too. Maybe like, an underdog or someone that you think is a safe bet, like a lock that you can make a little bit of money on. Who do you think that would be?
1: Um, For, for, for my lock of the night, I'd probably put it on uh, Murphy. You know, just being that he's... Undefeated, um, he's been tested in the UFC a few times already, and um, he, he's just a young, hungry guy coming from from England. And hmm. you know, he's coming from. Uh, I, I'm not too sure what his, his uh, gym is, but I know he's coming from. Um, I want to say Birmingham. If it's not Birmingham, then I want to say Manchester. And uh, those those two cities are, are putting out some good fighters. So um, and Murphy just impressed me his last couple times of uh, fighting with the UFC. And okay, I, I just think uh, this is a nice. Uh, he gets a name now. Maquan's yeah. been in in the, in the company for some years now, and and he has kind of like a, this kind of uh, career. So that, that's that, that's my lock is Murphy probably getting, like you said earlier, getting the decision, or uh, I I can even see him getting a, a knockout, maybe like yeah. an early first round knockout.
0: Hell oh, yeah, I can see that too. Honestly, yeah, you know what's so funny? One is someone that like like even though I've never really seen him fight too often, he's fought against notable enough names that I. The, his name is so engraved in my head. Maybe it's just because it's very unique too. The Maquan Amerikani, like that's a cool ass name too. So yeah,
1: once you get it down, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
0: then after, I, well, I would say my choice, like my personal lock, would be uh, not not so much of a lock, but if I had ten dollars to spend and I wanted to just bet it on someone that has like a, it's your dart thrower right here. Yeah, like okay. this is my, you know, like, un- like my like. The underdog story you know someone that can really upset this shit there's two that i think could be really good there'd be the down hooker one and the the leech one i would personally go with leech over hamza just because we haven't really seen hamza really fight anybody that's very high level the highest level person he's had had was uh gerald mirshart and gerald mirshart yeah but i think that leech is Bro, he's up there. He's, a, uh, I think he's like rank number nine or something like that. He's been tested against the top level guys. He just fought Neil Magny. Um, I think he's fucking strong. He's able to like keep the wrestling away, you know, and just keep it on the feet. I don't know. I, I have a little bit of confidence in my boy. So I'll go with him, bro. And then that's pretty much it for me, brother. Do you have any other notable things you'd like to talk about today?
1: Um, No, I think that's just, that was it.
0: Fuck yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to Smoking from the Sidelines. If you don't already, go follow us on Instagram. Go subscribe on Spotify or YouTube, especially. We're going to be posting a lot of these videos, throwing a lot of little edits in this shit, too. So, thank you guys for listening to the episode. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kenny, for coming on today, brother. Yes, sir. Thank yeah. You. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Peace out. just my name. Okay, it's time to pass that crown. I you my friend, I ain't going to say that word too much. Never was a